to when cinephiles attack a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship i'm josh here with mella Lacey, and rashawn what's good y'all i'm gonna get through this quick make like mcqueen and be lightning over to your app- oh Apple my podcast. god no that was Oof. really bad josh. that was off the dome rashawn i can't keep doing these if these motherfuckers aren't gonna rate and review what's it gonna take <laughs> I mean, it would help if you didn't call them motherfuckers. I agree. I would also like to say people have been responding. We have gotten a few more ratings on Apple Podcasts. So thank you to those people who have gone out of their way. Does it say the date on Apple Podcasts? It does. You haven't? So we should go. But not a rating. Okay. So we should go back and check the date when we got reviews and see who hosted and see if threatening or begging, crying. Horny or hateful? (laughs) <laughs> damn anyway two through five stars leave us a review leave us a, a rating apple Podcasts. go follow us on spotify apple Podcasts. is that good enough i think they got it <laughs> you are so resigned and we haven't even started yet <laughs> no i'm just anxious to get to it for real okay my real pants are on it helps us immensely with the algorithm. You know, nowadays, everything's about algorithms. Reviews and ratings help us a ton. It gets us out there to other other people who like movies. Our cinephile family can grow there. <sighs> okay, I was sincere for like 10 seconds. Ooh, he got now sweaty. My balls are itchy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. God. What are you guys watching? I watched that new Jake Gyllenhaal joint. <gasps> Did you like it? I liked it. I liked it. Have you guys seen Buried with Ryan mm-hmm. Reynolds? It was very much that. Um, okay. I mean, I didn't really know what to expect other than like from the trailer, 911, he's going a little crazy. He's always just like doing too much for his job. That's like a Jake Gyllenhaal standard. Um, he's working <laughs> too hard, y'all. He's working too hard. It was good. I gave it like a, a six out of 10, a yep. three out of five. It, it like kept my attention. And I don't really have anything bad to say about it. I was just kind of like, all right, all right, well, I'll watch that. And that's how I feel about it. I will watch Jake Gyllenhaal literally in anything. I'd watch him butter my bread. You know what Any I mean? fucking day. Fucking. Lick, so it's a horny day ice. over here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was going to keep going, but I couldn't think of anything. No, no, it was no. It's just getting hot. <sighs> uh, Rashawn? Hmm. It happened. What happened? We started. <gasps> no, you didn't. Ooh. We started succession. Oh my goodness. It's a real horny day because I'm rocked up right now. <laughs> we're Tell me more... everything, only if I it's mean, good. We just started it last night. So it's, it's okay. Made, I mean, the pilot alone establishes the characters exceptionally well and like their mm-hmm. traits and their wants and needs and and their cocaine habits. and. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm in season three right now, and I'm in heaven. Season three is so good. I cannot oh, so wait. Is season three the one that's currently going now? Yes. Yeah. I turned to Josh after the pilot ended, and I just said, I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get it. I Same think I, I said that, too, 
but I it was more of like I get why you love it I will not be continuing (laughs) (laughs) I got more Twilight Saga to finish I am 30 minutes till the end baby we're almost there we're (laughs) you're we're we're, you've been watching this for like five weeks yes I'm chipping away (laughs) (laughs) just watch (laughs) (laughs) she's trying to savor the moment I just keep putting it on like whenever I have a chance. Like I'm doing my makeup. <laughs> Twilight's in the back. And then I pause I just, it. <laughs> Mello wakes up, opens up her <laughs> Apple calendar, whatever you Apple users have. Wake up. Ten. <laughs> Breakfast. Is that is that yeah. late enough or do you need to sleep a little more? Let's go to ten thirty, ten forty five. Wake up. Ten forty five. Shit. Eleven. Breakfast. Eleven thirty. Work. Twelve. And you're like, I could fit, I could fit in 15 minutes from 11 to. 11. <laughs> no, but like that ass. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's this new movie with Anne Dowd and Martha Plimpton. It's called Mass. I can't wait. And Carmelo's small talk is all. Did you know that uh, Bryce Dallas Howard played Victoria? <laughs> and and your Bully Pace is in it. And I'm like. The Twilight Saga? Yes, I've seen it. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> it came out last I forgot. month. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Why is our coffee table small talk the cast of Breaking Dawn Part 2? I just thought <laughs> I just thought maybe you would be like, oh shit, I forgot. Let me let me tune in with you. There's some things you will never forget, and the Twilight series is one of them. Mella, just ask him. You'd have better luck than trying to like I was like doing it in a way that he would be more interested. But in little bites, I <laughs> But he wasn't. Interested in rewatching it? Like, no. <laughs> Whatever, you guys. Whatever. Uh, Rashawn, what have you been watching? Um, Succession and Insecure are back. So I am a happy camper. And the Chucky TV series is lit, you guys. Mm-hmm. I am so. So, 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 so happy. I could not be happier. Every time I watch it, I laugh at the show and also by the fact that I will never get Lacey to watch this. No, I was about to say, have fun over there by yourself. I'll I'll join you for Insecure next week, but. Oh, man, I'm I'm just a happy TV camper right now, so. You also saw Doom, yes? Yes, I was going to talk about it during the review and a little compare and contrast, but I got to see Doom. Um, Yeah, we we can touch on it a little bit later. Yeah, we can touch on. I um, I read the book twice. <laughs> I don't know why. Because you hate I reread yourself. the book. During... <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Ooh, baby. <laughs> I reread the book during quarantine, so I was ready for the movie. I was a big fan of it. You know how I feel about Villeneuve. The cast is great. It's epic. It's big. It's loud. It's extremely well done. It is the first half of two movies, for whatever that's worth, but. I just sang the praises of Halloween Kills, so I don't really have a leg to stand on for <laughs> critiquing that. But yeah, there's, I think I told you, Josh, there's a sequence in the middle of the movie that is just incredibly done, but it's also in the middle of a great movie. So I don't, I don't really have any complaints or any critiques about it. Got a lot of films to catch up on. Am I going to like it? Uh, no, absolutely not. No. <laughs> I the just, amount of sand in that movie. I know. I just like people to be real with it. So I'm like, there's a, there's a good 30 minutes before they get to Arrakis, which is the sand planet, but it's a three hour movie. So 
All right. Make a bet for you all. What, the scale of Lady Justice. What weighs heavier? Mm. Sand mm -hmm. or male eye candy? I mean, That's quite quite a bit. The thirty minutes. Do we get the male eye candy and then I can like? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, you got me at that. She's in. Watch it in segments as I'm there doing. There you Twilight. go. Hey. Once you t finish Twilight in like January. <laughs> All right, y'all. What are we fighting about today? <laughs> Josh, uh huh. I have a confession to make because I did tell you something that this is a first, a WCA first. We are reviewing a movie that I have never seen. Oh, that's right. Now, oh. in watching it last night, I realized that I've seen it before <laughs> and I erased it from my memory. <laughs> oh, no, we're in for a long night, Say the title. We're in trouble, baby. We're watching The Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> Woo! Oh, boy. Legend tells of a ring created by an ancient evil that gave its wearer the power to enslave the world. The leaves lost for centuries. It has now been found. Is it secret? Is it safe? This is the One Ring, forged by the Dark Lord Sauron. Sauron needs only this ring to cover all the lands of a second darkness. I didn't even bother to like prep a synopsis of this movie. It's the so first the, one. It, let me ask this, <laughs> Melon, if you say, because you were also a first time listener. Sorry, mm -hmm. I'm I'm throwing the order of the episode all away. All, all it's, our, it's our podcast. We could do what the fuck we want. I know I'm want. supposed to jump in with a synopsis right here. Rashawn, you don't even have to edit this episode. Just put it out okay. raw. Uh, <laughs> please don't. Please make me sound smart like you do every week. Please. Mella, yes. this was also your first time viewing this. It correct? was. It was. If you were listening, did you know what it was about before you watched it? Girl, you know I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know damn well I did not. Fine. The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Rings, I can't believe I'm having to do a fucking synopsis of this movie, is a 2001 action-adventure fantasy epic starring... Elijah Wood, Ian McKellen, Orlando Bloom, Sean Bean, Sean Astin, Kate Blanchett, Billy Boyd, Andy Serkis, Ian Holm, Christopher Lee. It is about Frodo Baggins, the Hobbit, and his Fellowship of the Ring, the beginning of their three-part thematic journey to deliver the One Ring, to rule them all, to... How do I explain Lord of the Rings in two minutes? <laughs> um... Yeah, they be they they're walking a lot <laughs> with no shoes. With no shoes. This book, like it or not, is a blueprint. I'm not gonna say it's the blueprint, but it is a blueprint. It's about as as textbook as you can get of a hero's journey. It is just cut and paste adventure fantasy epic. Whether you take it as a, a standalone, but moreover, if you look at it as a whole unit, the whole trilogy. For some of us that enjoy the fantasy aspect and and are consider themselves uh, nerds of this caliber, it's porn. It's it's the Lord of the Rings. What else could you want? You know, I don't know what else needs to be said, or what else can be said without going into the detail of your guys' opinions about it. So let's just jump into it. I'm gonna start again with the one I know, and that is Lacey. 
the Lord of the Rings movies were all released 20 years ago, which makes me want to throw up, always around the holidays, around Thanksgiving or Christmas. And it became my family tradition to go see the movies on Christmas Day when they were released in theaters. So I have a very tender spot in my heart for the Lord of the Rings trilogy as a whole. This isn't my favorite out of the three, but overall, I I don't think you can deny the impact that this movie had on cinema. Just like the novel by Tolkien, I think it stands the test of time as far as the hero's journey and storytelling. I, I think it's masterful performances throughout. All that to say, Emma fan. Yes, Lord of the Rings. All right. Um, <laughs> let's go Melon next. Okay. So this was my first time as everyone is. Everyone knows this. No one listening is... is surprised by this one bit. Even if this is your first time <laughs> listening to this fucking podcast. No one's surprised. This is fascinating to me because you're the only person in, in in what I would consider my inner circle of friends that is truly unfamiliar with the lord of the rings or anything of this nature so you're like i'm a scientist doing a case study right now all right get your lab coat on this was my absolute fucking kryptonite (laughs) don't keep 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 the nerd references no i'm gonna use them this is a fucking perfect episode of bring in the little nerd shit what no we got wizards we got little elves. We got little elf language. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? Never. First of all, what, what even is kryptonite, Mella? That is, is the little green stone that that Superman cannot get get close to because he can't. Because because why? He will sh- he will start shaking, throwing up, shitting, pissing, everything. You cannot tell me I'm wrong. It's the basics. <laughs> Superman does not start shitting and throwing up. I mean, as far as we know. We don't know. The panel cuts away pretty fast. You're right. I really thought, you know, I'm going to watch this movie and I'm going to have like, oh shit, there's going to be like a a complete just turn. I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm not into this shit, but this was a good time. But that didn't fucking happen. (laughs) I get what Lacey's saying and I get why it's such a like a big deal in cinema. Really pretty at some points. I mean, even some of the CGI looks pretty good. When I found out that of course there's a second and a third, but like nothing happens with the ring. What do you mean nothing happens with the ring? Well, I mean like there, it just didn't feel like anything tied up at the end. And I was fucking pissed because I'm not watching the second one. <laughs> <laughs> the second one but the one second the... one's the best one okay and the only fucking thing i know about this movie is Gollum, and this little motherfucker's only in it for 30 fucking seconds <laughs> in the shadows in the shadows we only get the eyes and we get the little like you get the voice when he's tortured yeah that's it i was like no he's got to come back and then Rashawn was like oh no he's in the second one i was pissed the second one has one of the greatest action set pieces of all time the battle of helm's deep you'll have to tell me about it <laughs> there's uh, it, bring it someone to ride... the pod bring it to I'm the pod go, you know i'm going to God damn I'm, it. 
<laughs> this this don't be... have Matt Damon. You can bring it back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll get into it a little bit more, Mello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into it. Rashawn, this is... What's I up, believe you're, you've been on record in prior episodes, even, that you haven't seen this movie. Mm-hmm. 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 You're positive that you've seen this movie, then, after watching it. I have a new appreciation for the Christopher Nolan epic Memento. Because, baby, my memory was gone. (laughs) And so we're sitting down and I was, here's the thing. I said that I had never seen it before, knowing full well that I had tried two times before. And so I just counted it as a movie that I've never seen. I was wrong. I've seen the whole thing. To the point where I was quoting lines and Carmelo was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, there's people obviously out there that know the lines to this. And then as my thought is finishing, he's like, give me the rings or whatever the line is. But <laughs> that's Charlie. <laughs> <Daniels, by laughs> give us our rings. So the first time I just straight up fell asleep. The second time I was busy. And then the oh, third time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I watched it all the way through. So this is my fourth attempt, but with a clearer head and little a little more maturity. I'll count this as my first viewing, if that's... We can do that. There's a lot of preamble to the review. Oh, I did not like it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you knew Smeagol and Gollum weren't in this much. Have you seen Two Towers in Return? Mm-hmm. What? I think I've seen Two Towers because there was, once I realized that I had seen it, there were sequences that I was waiting for, notably Helm's Deep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, fuck, I've seen Two Towers as well. And I don't <laughs> remember. What about Return? I definitely have not seen Return, Return of the is- King. No. Definitely haven't seen Return of the King. I've seen Fellowship and I've seen Two Towers. Like everything that Lacey said, there, I can't deny anything she said i can't deny its impact i can't deny its craftsmanship i can deny my enjoyment which is what i'm gonna do and i did not enjoy much of this movie there are some things that i will bend and say like yes that was good that was great but this is a well-made classic influential film that i really don't like that i i admittedly will have a harder time arguing because of the three this is by far my least favorite Mm. But again, I'm not about to bring it. I should have. I should have just brought in Two Towers. But that would have been that would have been wild to hear Mello's review of Two Towers without ever seeing Fellowship. Because Lord knows she wouldn't have spent an extra three hours watching Fellowship. If you would have given it to me back in like May, and then I could have right. just again <laughs> segment by segment, baby. Hey, in Dude, November the, we're gonna do <laughs> the extended cut. It's three forty eight. Yeah, we watched, yeah, Mel, this was the theatrical cut. What's missing? Within the first 10 minutes, I turned to Josh and I was like, oh, they cut out so much for the theatrical release. That is so beneficial to the storytelling in the first 10 minutes. For this rewatch, you watched the extended? No. No, We we just remember the the Mm. extended. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You watched both. But, okay, so... Mm -hmm. Getting into that. Please. I really thought that I was going to go into this super lost. That's a part of the reason why I hadn't seen it for so long. Aside from like the theme of it. 
this just seems like something that I'm going to jump into. There's going to be like book references I don't get. Lord knows I'm not picking up the book. So I really <laughs> thought I was going to be lost. But I wasn't. It was like a very easy story to follow. But that being said, I feel like the whole beginning was kind of unnecessary. What do you mean? Like what, what? beginning? Like part? At, in, in, at the Shire or like the flashback? Okay, I'll take that back. I would rather have a flashback and then take out the piece of Gandalf. Gandalf? Yes. Gandalf. Yes, Gandalf. What? Are <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I was saying it right. Of him re-explaining it to Frodo. We saw a whole last 30 minutes before. That's and then valid. he's okay. like, okay, you remember that one guy that did that one thing? Okay, now we're here. And we're like, dude, we just saw that. That could have stand to be true. I'll, I, I accept that. Yeah, and I feel the, like a, if we're shaving off time, we're going to shave that part right off. And I then mean, we, we've already shaved off like almost an hour. Well, so. and then that's what I was saying. Then you can take some of the extended cut that you guys think is, you know, necessary to the story and put that in there. I think, though, that that is more focused on showing the relationship between Gandalf and, and Frodo. Also, Frodo doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know the story. Yeah, but we, we know he knows. Like we know, I feel like he's. I feel like by the end of the movie, he still don't know what the fuck is going on. He got well. I feel like he just got pushed into it, and he's just kind of like, "Well, fuck, I don't want to do this." That's the beauty of the character of Frodo, and why he's lasted the test of time is he doesn't need to know. He knows there's danger. He knows his world and the people he cares about are in danger, and he doesn't need to know. He jumps at the chance to do the right thing and save them, and that's what makes Frodo so good. Hobbits are the worst part of this movie. Anyway. <gasps> the elves are right there. Are the best part. What do you mean? What the fuck? Okay, the elves are like the best part of this movie. Orlando mm-hmm. Bloom, Kate Blanchett, Liv Tyler. I will take them any day. Um, You didn't even say Hugo Weaving, and he is one of the best parts Hugo of this Weaving's movie. So- Sorry, Mr. Smith. Sorry. Yes. Hugo, <laughs> Hugo Weaving here. is the best fucking part of this movie. But the rest... But... Look, the Hobbits are adorable, and admittedly, I read The Hobbit. Oh, wow. And I quite oh, enjoyed well. it. I read Fellowship, so they're there. But I've read I them th- all, so... Oh, shit. Well, I'm not doing that. You can win. <laughs> you can win. <laughs> <laughs> I think The Hobbits are, as far as the movie is concerned, are used in ways that in a horror film you'd be like why the fuck are you doing that i just told you not to do it you mean marion pippin we, we need to be quiet okay i'm gonna skip this rock across the water we need to be quiet okay i'm gonna knock this shit down the tunnel you guys should have stayed at the crib i think <laughs> at the cottage at the cottage the shire is missing you guys because when they get up at the meeting of the fellowship and they're like we're not leaving Frodo behind. I'm like, yes, you are. Go home. <laughs> yes, you are. That's that's what I'm having a really hard time defending this with just fellowship alone because Mary and Pippin's growth is the most important part of their character. They're supposed to be fucking idiots at the beginning of this. Well, they are, but they aren't either. They're clumsy and they're they're kind of the clown character yeah. as far as like the troop goes, but they're also they're very thoughtful and protective. That I mean, that final moment where they tell Frodo to run at the very end of this chapter 
and then they run in the op- opposite direction, distracting the orc. That right there is growth from their mischievous Tweedledee Tweedledum at the beginning. I think to me, that's the essence of Merry and Pippin is they are doing what they think is the absolute right thing. But on an intelligence scale, getting yourself noticed and chased by a group of Urukai is fundamentally the wrong thing to do. That's just a bad decision. But that's what Merry and Pippin do because they think that's what Frodo needs in this moment, so they're going to do it. And But I, I agree with Lacey. I don't I wouldn't necessarily say dumb. I just think that they are convenient when the plot needs them so that the monsters can come in. Whereas if they weren't there, it would be a pretty smooth ride. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they that octopus wouldn't have come out. And I'm sorry, Lord of the Rings fans, if I'm I don't know the creatures' names. Please, I'm not trying to disrespect it, but the, like, and then the orcs wouldn't have overtaken the cave. You know what I mean? If they weren't there, because Gandalf is about his shit, and Frodo's not doing anything. But then we don't really have camp. a story, do we? Thank yes, you, Lacey, for making my point. No, well, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's what, and I, I, dumb. Maybe it was too harsh. They they make rash poor. De- they have they're poor decision makers. Okay, the same goes again for horror movies. If they don't, if you don't have the bumbling idiot to to set the killer off, then if they're if they're all smart and they're all able to evade the killer, if they're all final girls, that's what I'm saying. It's like you still have a story, but it's not as thrilling. It's not as exciting and enticing and engaging without. Those fights. Saruman's still making the Urukai. The Eye of Sauron is still there. So there is that are the th- Dementors. Uh, no, those are the Ringwraiths. Did you just sorry. say are those the Dementors? They, they, I said they, I wasn't gonna do it, and he came right out and said it. I was I actually. Know, I know. I know. No, I I was ready to make that comparison too. What came out first? They're I, they're dope as fuck. I I love them, but that was just my way in. I'm sorry. Again, no, they're they're please. the same. Listeners, I'm so sorry. No. <laughs> If you get upset about that, listeners, you need to watch both movies because I'm on Rashawn's side for this. It's the same effect. Um, no, I, I, to your point, Lace, there's just, and again, I don't, I haven't read any of the three trilogy, so I don't know how those creatures come to be in the book, but I feel like there could have been a way to do that without every five minutes, like, why did you do that? Like, when Gandalf is like, you could have stayed home, dumb fuck. I'm like, yeah, you could have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, and you had that relatable moment with Gandalf. I Gandalf slaps. Wish. No I don't know. I don't know as far as time. But I feel like Gandalf, I, I was cheated. I feel like he should have been in the whole fucking thing, dude. He was. No, he Except fell. For the last, like, 30. Do you I, know I need anything about Two Towers? The listeners can't see my face, but that was an absolutely no. I'm bringing it on. Maybe it's a yearly thing. Maybe every November I bring it on. A, he pulls up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is he a ghost? I'm not saying anything else. <laughs> Is he a ghost? He's a ghost. <laughs> He's a dementor now. Sure. You know what? He's like a force ghost. Do you know what force ghosts are? Uh, for um, No. You use kryptonite. So you now legally you have to know what a force ghost is. Yeah. They come in a dream. Um. All right, I lied. I personally don't think Hugo Weaving was the best part. I personally think John Reese davies was the best part. I mean, he's amazing. See the, see the goblin? The goblin? Isn't he a go- Oh, he's a dwarf. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. I can't. 
I can't show my face or I can't show my voice anymore. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the dwarf. He was Gimli the dwarf. I think he's fucking incredible in this. You know, Nick Offerman auditioned to be Gimli. Oh, I guess he'd have been great too. Yeah, I can see that. So I would like to go around the room and uh, find out who everyone else's favorite character is. Lacey? Samwise Gamgee. Even in Fellowship? Even in fe- What do you mean, even in Fellowship? Like, yes, even in Fellowship. What? I mean, obviously, by return, he's everybody's favorite character. But- he is the sweetest little nubbin of a hobbit in this whole thing. He is the heart that beats throughout this movie. What do you mean? Why? Does he turn evil? What's going on? No, I mean... Uh- <laughs> You're Does he turn it, gay? Because I'm into it. There, it's way more kind of implied in the books. Um, Whack. I meant Lacey. I think you're taking this in the opposite way as I'm meaning. Is of course Samwise is pretty much everyone's favorite by the end. But I just meant in in this iteration before you get all that growth with Sam. Do you have any other favorites? That's all I meant. No, I know what you meant. Why Sam are you is my so favorite. Upset by it? Because why is that? It feels like an invalid choice for this first no. movie. Oh, it because did, you're it questioning like it. That was not the right choice. Why does everyone think, especially with Lacey? Lacey's the only one I'm not going to think is making the wrong choice. These two, whatever they say, I'm going to think is the wrong choice. I have a great choice. Then why did you question I, it? Whatever. It's I fine. Have a Move great on. As well. My choice is, is Gandalf. He's the best. He makes all easy choice. He makes, easy choice. Okay, well, I'm not gonna pick anyone else. He okay, makes your he favorite is... Marvel character, Iron Man. Um, oh. and what? Oh my God, Josh, Weak. you're so annoying. What are you talking about? Why are you shaming? Gandalf is a valid choice. Gandalf is fucking great. Sir Ian McKellen is phenomenal. Every second he's on the screen, I can't look away. He throws fireworks. Can I, real okay? quick, Lacey. What? Maybe it was a joke. I don't like how patronizing you're being to me during this episode. I thought it was coming my way, so. The Iron Man line was a joke. I know that. All right. Rashawn, who's your favorite? I'm cheating. I'm saying two. I don't care. I'm going to butcher their names. And no, you got to like an idiot more than yeah, I already do. The elves. Isn't I can't it? believe I said Goblin. Um, <laughs> Legolas and Arwen are my favorite. Oh, you didn't butcher their names. Okay, I couldn't tell. I don't know. I just think they're so cool. I hope the Amazon series is focusing on them because I might pull up. And I just think that the elves are so realized so in such a cool way. I don't I don't know. They just kind of, they popped for me. They're so ethereal. I see what you're saying, Rashawn, because we're in this high fantasy world and we do just go along with it, but they really elevate the elven people and the elven city and the elven culture to another level that really i don't know how else to say it but they elevate it to my knowledge the tv show i believe it's uh, one of the main characters is elrond hugo weaving's character oh okay well he's an elf too i know but he's not he's awesome he's not as cool as those two to me hard disagree yeah me too whatever to you rashawn hey (laughs) yeah I'm not down on this movie. I just don't. I will, I'm going to say something. Okay. <laughs> so this whole ass trilogy is about this ring. We know what this ring does. It's a big fucking deal. It's a minor detail, but I'm. It's it's it needs to be said. Why the fuck are they just putting it in pockets? 
Why is there no <laughs> box? Why is there no little satchel? Why is there no nothing? They're just like, ah, oh, I'm gonna put this little little ring Wait. in my pocket there. What does Gandalf say? What? Keep it Se- secret. Safe. Yeah. Keep it safe. Okay. Put it in a little secret satchel, tied up. <laughs> it is not a secret. I feel like everybody and mama know about Everybody that ring. knows about this fucking ring. So so you're telling me mm-hmm. you're you think you're more incognito carrying around a ring sized satchel than just having your clothes. Well, I'm gonna put the satchel in the pocket. But at least it's in something. So it's in your pocket then. What the but fuck? They're like prancing around and walking and like fighting off elves and not elves, but orcs and stuff. That shit could fall out at any given moment. There was no. He has a nice little slap over the top of the pocket. <laughs> there was no like magnet or snap. <laughs> it was just they were just going off of vibes. And I, I would not trust that. Like. This is a big journey, you guys. We're not even done. Two hours and 58 minutes. They said in that cave, this is a four-hour walk. Four day. Four day. Sorry. This is a four-day walk. <laughs> you better fucking you better fucking get Mella, with this it. This is a four-hour movie. Mella's already like, listen, four hours is a journey. Four, 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 four hours. Ooh. I'll be here when so, y'all get back. Like what? Do you think it should have been in a in a in a chain around their neck? Yeah, the, he does that, that later. That didn't work either. I got that guy killed. Like it it right. doesn't that's the whole point of the ring is there's nothing you can you can't contain the ring, so why try? So they just threw it in a vest. Yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I just... What kind of like okay, so you put it in a box then. So you're just carrying around this box? Yeah, in the backpack. I what? just feel like it just there's so much guarding like this ring this it means so much and they're like ah, yeah hip, so you right need to check so you need to check on it you need to if you, there's something important you need to know where it is i would be stressed as a girl like i wear rings all the time i wouldn't just like throw one in my pocket or like in my in my purse like willy-nilly i'd be like okay i need well, to put good it- thing you're not entrusted to destroy the one ring i no, i would be better <laughs> at it because i would put it in somewhere <laughs> safe <laughs> It would be good. I would. Here I come, two towers with this perfectly good ring. Okay, we can't get into it. Oh. Okay, I, don't think you're I, ha- I have another yeah. critique. I'm sorry. Please. I buy into this world. I get this world. You tell me that the ring is bad. These people are good. That's it. I feel like a lot of this movie is too heavy on the exposition, and a lot of it is repetitive to me. I don't think a lot of the information that we're given is told visually at all. I feel like it's too much, too much expositional dialogue. My one critique, uh, my biggest critique of the movie is repetitive exposition. So I'll give you a little bit on that. I don't think it's hard because I, it's one of those where you kind of know what it is going into it. And so you, I kind of prepared for it, I guess you could say. And, And it's, it's hard to counter this when, I agree, but to me, that wasn't a negative. Does that make sense? Yeah, I thought about that because take Lacey, for example. She's read all the books. She's a fan of the world and the world that Tolkien built. I don't want to compare it to Harry Potter. Just do it. So I'll say The Wizard, I'll say the Wizard of Oz. Okay. If you've read The Wizard of Oz and then you watch the movie or Dune. I read Dune. I watched the movie Dune. So a lot of that exposition 
that I knew was going to have to be done, I was prepared for it to be over explained because there's so many things that you don't get. But with Dune, I didn't feel like it was ever over explained. I, I feel like a lot of it was told through the visual medium. Whereas I feel like Lord of the Rings, maybe there was a fear that people it would go over people's heads as it clearly went over mine. But so they so they over explained a little bit. To me, it felt literary. It felt, I don't know, and maybe that's why it didn't bother me very much. I understand the expositional part of it, but it felt literary in its storytelling. This, mm. this very much felt like a book-to-movie adaptation to me. I didn't mind the telling of the information. I, I usually do. I'm usually not big on exposition, but because we're in this grand, epic world that is so different from ours I still don't mind being spoon-fed the information that is important because what I need to know will stick and Mm -hmm. I'll be able to connect later on because you know you know the books pretty well right well I read them (laughs) I read them but I'm not like did you read them before before Before. after okay I don't know I was I was just trying to pick your brain but I don't know what my question was but I guess I, I don't know. Like you're you're locked in as a fan, you know what I mean. So you're all the information that you're getting is kind of a a confirmation of what you already know and not new information to you. So that's what it is. Is knowing what it is going into it. This is the kind of movie where exposition is expected almost and mm-hmm. and forgiven if you knew what it is. And it's I I agree with you, but it's not a knock for me. So it's hard to refute that. So I'm trying to think of things you may have liked about it. Well, okay, the action sequences, Mel, the in the mines, and the Urukai. No, I said Mel Rashawn. <laughs> That's why I didn't say nothing. That's why I didn't say nothing. I shook You're my head hard. and gave it to God. <laughs> Not what about you, Mel? Um, no. The person in the pod who cares least about action sequences. I'm looking for a, <laughs> I, for a yes from you. They weren't like. No, I didn't like them. Sorry. I just don't like um. Why not from both of you? I feel like it's that same. It's that same thing. I just get too. It's too much. It's just too much for me. I just feel like a lot's going on in the actual like on the TV, like on the fucking screen that I get so overstimulated and I just don't like it. But there's less. There's less going on in these fights than in like a, a lot of like Marvel fights though. Yeah, like the the octopus one, I didn't hate. I feel like it, you know, it needed to happen, but there was other like, yeah, I just I'm not an action girl. Like I would rather just fast forward. Okay, Rashawn. Um, the only thing I just didn't like is the, a lot of the slow mo kind of took the pace of the action scenes out for me. But I didn't dislike the sequences as a whole. Like, like when Arwen takes Frodo and, and takes off, I really loved it. And then the ambush at the end when, when Boromir dies, that's really like emotional and thrilling. And, and But there's like a cut to like the slow motion run toward, and then it kind of loses me a little bit. Hmm, okay. But what's actually happening in this in the sequences is really cool. If that makes, I don't know if that makes sense. No, that tracks, Lacey. I know you like them. I do. I like them a lot. 
it's hard to remove fellowship from the trilogy as a whole for me because the action that comes in two towers and return of the king are so impressive and such feats as far as action goes but there was a lot re-watching this one that i was certain happened in two but actually came in one and what i think is really impressive about fellowship versus the rest is that This one really happens with the core group only. The action and the defense comes from our fellowship. Half of their first time out, and it's half of their first time defending themselves and fighting. And as an audience member, you feel like you're kind of learning along with the hobbits. There's that fear and wanting to be protected by the the warriors and the soldiers that are Aragorn, Boromir, Legolas, and Gimli. I think that's what makes the action sequences so compelling is you're not just watching a bunch of professional fighters taking something on. There's a huge element of risk in this movie of who's going to make it, who's not going to make it. Um, And that plays out beautifully with Boromir's death, Sean Bean's death, because they've built it up this whole time. Well, and Gandalf. And Gandalf's losing Gandalf in in, in the caves. Cut me deep, Shrek. Just gut-wrenching. It really yeah. is. To piggyback off, I will say, like, the whole character of Frodo, which I do like, is that he seems just like a nor in this world, like a normal guy. Like, he's not, like, strong. He's small. He's kind of sensitive. He doesn't really know what this journey is about is about to be. Like he's heard stories from Bilbo, but it's not like he maybe ever thought he was going to do this. And I imagine in the other two that he he obviously has a story arc and he changes and whatever, but for the most part, like Lacey says is like, "Oh shit, he could die. Like this could really not happen." And that's where it differs where you were kind of saying at the beginning like this is a blueprint for other things because in other stories we've seen the leading character is strong and big and maybe has magical powers or whatever it may be and Frodo really doesn't which I like it's interesting to be kind of be forced to talk about this as a standalone because in my opinion one Sam is the true hero of the story Samwise is but you wouldn't know that and two the lord of the rings trilogy the story has kind of two main characters and i think it's frodo as much as as much as it is aragorn that doesn't really come into play until later and so again right now aragorn just seems like the strapping knight sidekick i disagree i i think that comes through quite beautifully in this movie i think they do a really good job of establishing his relationship with arwen and giving us a romantic you know storyline to cling on to and hold on to any secondariness we feel to aragorn in the film to frodo being the main character is equated to frodo when frodo offers him the ring and he closes Frodo's hand around it and relinquishes that power. And then we see Sean Bean, Boromir relinquish, you know, uh, my, my leader, my, my friend, my king. I think they're setting it up very beautifully. Yeah. For 
and I, I didn't I didn't mean like I didn't mean to disparage him as a character. I don't think he's just the sidekick, but I think in terms of I see Aragorn as a co protagonist, but I don't I don't I think you only get hints of that at the end, like you said, once Boromir dies and you start to see it at the end. I think leading up to it, I think this is this movie is Frodo's movie. I think personally, especially when they split off and it's clear that they're in two completely separate groups and it's two it's Samwise and Frodo and uh, Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas, I think, yes, that's when you kind of start to see that the story's branching. But up until then, to me, it feels like this is Frodo's story. It's clearly Frodo's story because he's given the ring. Yes. But where you feel like it's Frodo's kind of story for the first movie, I feel like it's way more an ensemble piece. Like, I think it's as much as it's about the ring, it's about the group and what they do this first leg of the journey. Later on, it very much becomes about Frodo's struggle with the ring and his relationship with Samwise and Gollum and himself. This just very much feels like a a group project at this point to me. I disagree, but I don't want to spend time uh, arguing with the one person who actually likes this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Before we go any further, I want to go into some of the performances aside from the elves. What uh, and aside from our favorites, do we? Is there any pros cons? Do we like anybody extra? Do we hate anybody's performance? I think across the board, everyone is stellar. Yeah, I think everyone's really good. Like I said, this is a extremely well made movie that I don't like, but I see the I see the talent. Like everyone's Mm -hmm. fully giving it, and if there was one person that wasn't, the movie wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. But everyone is like in the pocket, uh, you know, to use a musical term. But um, you know, what was in the yeah, pocket? The ring. The ring. The ring. Shut <laughs> up. I think <laughs> Elijah Wood it is such a phenomenal performer and storyteller across the board. I think Same he was just like perfectly cast. Also, like oh he just God. looks apart. Big blue eyes. Yeah. Like. Yeah. His one little perfect tear that falls down his cheek after Gandalf dies, it was made for him. This was definitely like his magnum opus. They joke about how often they get compared, but on par with Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter, is the movies aren't culturally as impactful as they are without these two. Did you know Vigo wasn't cast as Aragorn until they started filming? They, they had someone else, I don't remember his name. He's still been working. He's still an actor, but they decided he was too young once they like a day into filming. And it was, um, he played Lestat. It was Stuart Townsend. Yes, thank you. Yeah, Vigo came in like after principal filming had begun and picked it up. Here's my favorite fun fact before I forget that I have to tell everybody. Lacey can attest because I told her. The scene after Boromir dies and Aragorn is attacking the Urukai that killed him, the the chief. When he when the Urukai throws the knife at Aragorn and he has to like deflect it Mm -hmm. that was real the stunt guy missed through and it was coming at Viggo Mortensen's it was supposed to be a dodge it was coming at Viggo Mortensen's head and he had to deflect it with his with his sword shit it's so cool it's awful but it's so cool it's so cool (laughs) it's yeah it's pretty scary fucking sick we haven't talked about Christopher Lee at all and I just want to touch on his performance as Saruman, the 
masterclass of wizard dueling that we get between he and Ian McKellen in their battle between Gandalf and Saruman in this movie. I read that he was the only cast member who had met Tolkien in person, and he read the Lord of the Rings trilogy annually. It was like his thing, and he was one of the first people cast, I believe, um, and he was used yeah. as an onset language consultant. consultant, yeah, and like visual consultant for makeup and wardrobe and just what a cool position to be in as a performer and as an actor, but like also what a masterful honing of your own craft, you know, manifested in your career. He auditioned for Gandalf, right? I think so, yeah. Uh, speaking of hair and makeup consultant, Mella. Yes, Josh. You know what time it is. I do know what time it is. Play the tape, Rashadi. Because <laughs> you got a what? A dig with a wig, baby. Why do we need wigs in the first place? I have a dig. I have a dig. I have a dig with a wig. Turn the wigs around. And you know that's supposed to be a wig that he's wearing. I have a dig with a wig. I have a crunchy dig. wig. Throw it away. That's a good word, that wig. Baby. <laughs> but it's a wig. This wig, mama. Okay, Josh. For a while now, you've been saying since we started this whole that you couldn't wait till we got to this movie because it's wigs on wigs on wigs. You'll be happy to know that all of these wigs were fucking amazing. Let's fucking go. That being said. Oh, no. You should have stopped. No, 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 no. That being said, this is for anyone else in Hollywood doing a fucking movie. What the fuck? Why aren't you looking at this? We said it earlier, blueprint, that everybody is wearing a wig, down to fucking Frodo, who probably really didn't have to. He could have grown his hair out and worn his his little curls, but they said, fuck it, let's put a wig on him. It looks good. Down to the hairline, the actual quality of the wigs. Obviously, we know they're wearing wigs, but no one ever looked like that wasn't their hair. Mm -hmm. So for anyone out there making a movie... Fucking look at Lord of the Rings. You ain't got to watch a two hour and 58 minutes of it. (laughs) Just go to any scene and look at it and say, do my wigs look like that? If they don't, go back to the fucking drawing board because this is where you start with the wig. I was, I pulled it up. I wanted to, I was about, I was like, let's give a shout out to the hair and makeup team on Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Makeup department is 33 people. (laughs) Go go to IMDb and look them up yourself. I fucking bet love to hear it even even with the elves because the elves are like that's one where it's like yes that's not right Eagle weaving doesn't have straight black hair down to his ass yeah but it's it's done well enough and subtle enough all right yeah that's his hair. like we're all we're gonna add some tracks we're not gonna put on like a you know a lace front why why are we doing that like the that we're not gonna believe that so i say kudos to lord of the rings you love to hear it this has been carmela's dig out a wig can i also tell you one of my favorite things makeup wise is that even at the beginning when gandalf is telling the story to the little baby hobbits all of them have their little little pointy ears on and it's just like my favorite they easily could have covered all their ears with hair but they they did it and they're just so cute it kind of also makes it seem like 
they haven't grown into yeah. their ears, so it's fucking cute. Who's cuter, a baby hobbit or a baby Grinch? Baby hobbit, for sure. Oh, wow. Baby Grinch. Baby Grinch. <laughs> Is hideous. He's scary. No, he's so cute. <laughs> Lacey thought she had an ally. He's so cute. He's so ugly. He's cute. You have to love him. He is ugly that he's cute. But that little girl in the front with the big eyes. Yes, the brown so hair. Cute. Yeah, so cute. I feel like I'm forgetting something. It's a three-hour movie. It's Lord of the Rings. Mel, what do you think? Or Rashawn, you can back her up. Remind me, what was the name of the creature that killed Gandalf? No. Don't do this to me this right is... now. I've showed my ass enough. Please don't do this. No? Um, this is Your called... backup is left. Critterkin. Critterkin. It's not <laughs> close. It starts with a B, though. Oh. Britterkin. <laughs> That's, That's a show on Netflix. <laughs> Bro, I'm getting canceled. I'm getting not... canceled. It's the, the Balrog. That was so close. Ooh, that was on the tip of my tongue. Mm-hmm, okay. Um, anything else anybody got? A lot of times with a movie like this that is as epic and well-known and beloved, watching it this time, I was able to quote so much of it, but the performances are so timeless and well done. Even a moment like, you shall not pass is still not overdone like it still gives me goosebumps and it still fills my stomach with butterflies watching it and hoping you know maybe this time the whip won't come up and get his ankle a a movie that is so well known to still be as impactful even after being meme over the last 20 years that is a testament to the writing the storytelling and the performances in this movie to piggyback off of you i did not like this movie i will be continuing on however and there's one line that will bring me back and god bless ian mckellen and he says there are other forces at work in this world besides that of the will of evil Mm, and mm, mm, mm. that line in the wrong hands could be awful mm-hmm. dog shit and i cannot say that i saw any hint of that line in the movie personally which is why i didn't like it that much but his delivery of that line and the moment i actually got a little uh, like a baby chill is what will make me watch the two towers and return of the king good because we will be the practical effects that are done and used for this movie set the bar for movie magic. The dual sets for Bilbo and Gandalf to create that double vision of, you know, Gandalf being huge and Bilbo being small. The the seating for Frodo and Gandalf in the trolley that first ride when we're first introduced to them both so that Frodo looks small. I mean, the fact that they used short, shorter actors for the wide shots, mm-hmm. you know, that literally wore a Frodo mask <laughs> on yeah. as they ran around New Zealand. We talk all the time about movie magic and like that we, we rely so heavily on CGI nowadays in our storytelling in film. And I think 
these movies do such a great job of using both mediums as an art form, uh, using CGI to help with the storytelling. But the CGI is just an amplification on the magic that they're already creating on set. And I, I think that's another reason this movie just sits with me still and resonates with me still is because it's just, it's so cool to know how they made everything. And, you know, it, it took the passion of everyone on the crew to make it work and make it happen. And it still looks visually it looks pretty stunning. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, every CGI sucks. Sorry. I know we're done fighting. Oh. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot. No. I'll, I'm, I'm with you. A lot of the CGI does not hold up. But that's it's 20 years old. Yeah. I will never. I For will me, never. It's, it's, it's a lot of the running CGI. The camera pans out to like a ultra wide shot like, and I'm they're above. still running. Oh yeah, I don't think that was even like aged badly. I just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Melly? You haven't talked about Orlando Bloom at all. He's cute. I definitely thought he was gonna be in it a little bit more. He's in it a lot more in Two Towers. But yeah, I realized gotta watch the fucking second one now. <laughs> just, just wait. I'll probably bring it in in like a year or so. So I don't think I'm gonna wait. I think I'm I'm gonna. Give it the respect it deserves, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pay my due and watch it pretty soon. So wow! But I did not fucking like this. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to let the record show. All right, y'all. Who wants to play a game? Me. Yeah. I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch I or a mile. guessing games. Come on, boy. We're going to play a little bit of Versus. If you remember, you know the drill. I'm going to give you two characters. One of them is going to be from Lord of the Rings. They are fighting probably to the death. You have to give me who you think will win all but two of these. Maybe even one. I have have what I think is an objective answer, but I'd still like to hear your arguments. You may sway me. You may not. Neutral playing field. And the theme of this is blueprint. Like I said, Lord of the Rings, the book and these movies act as a blueprint for a lot of authors, a lot of writers, a lot of filmmakers. So you're going to see some of that influence in these versus matches. So the first one up, we have Aragorn versus Jon Snow. Oh, Aragorn. Mello? Are you familiar with Game of Thrones, Mello? Oh, no! <laughs> not, not too familiar. I've seen some episodes. I you think, know Jon Snow is yeah, Kit Harrington. Yeah, a little, little mm-hmm. cutie. Um, no, I'm gonna vote. I'm voting Aragorn. One, he's older. He's been doing this for way longer. Mm. His daddy taught him how to fight, and he's got that skill. And then, like mm-hmm. as he's gotten older, he knows like the new age way of fighting. Whereas, like Jon Snow, he's like what 25, and maybe ish. And I just feel like he doesn't really have all the jabs that Aragorn has. He'll get it. Perfect. Rajan? Uh, maybe this happens to him later, and I don't know, but Jon Snow came back from the dead. So I'm going to say Jon Snow. Aragorn wipes Jon Snow in this one. Absolutely. Are you just Aragorn. saying that just because? No. Canonically, Aragorn, one, he's six foot six. Oh, my goodness. Two, He's basically with his bloodline. He is a peak physical human. He can pretty much do 
so can John Snow. I told you his daddy been te- teaching him, him the, the Also, John Snow got resurrected with the help of, of the Red Witch, Red Lady, Red Woman. Red Woman? I didn't say he did it himself. I said he came back from the dead. So she's not in this fight, so. And honestly, Mela, the experience is a big thing, too. Yes. He also hesitates. Jon Snow holds back a lot. A lot. I didn't know this was an attack on Jon Snow. <laughs> I'm just saying. Next up, we have Boromir, noted human among a team of superhumans. So let's keep that going. Boromir versus Batman. Sean? Um, is Boromir in this fight played by Sean Bean? Yes. <laughs> he dies every time. Batman. Sound reasoning. Um, Mello? Oh, Batman for sure. He's got a lot of good gadgets already. He's got a lot of good gadgets. Boromir doesn't. Like, he's literally just a man. I mean, Batman's just a man. Yeah, but he's got gadgets. He's a man with gadgets. Lazy. Batman. Sean Bean dies every time. Yeah, Batman wins this one pretty, yeah. pretty handedly. And in true Sean Bean fashion, he is the first to go. We have Gimli the dwarf the goblin the goblin <laughs> you can't cut it out now we've all said it too many times <laughs> you'd be amazed what i can do <laughs> we have gimli versus gregor clegane otherwise known as the mountain in game of thrones oh no Oof. but the mount okay mountain post mortem or Pre. Let's say pre. Let's say pre. That is a good. That's a very good question. Let's say pre. So he's not not zombie mountain. Oh man! Still, he crushed the viper's head in his hands. Oh my goodness! Gimli has so much heart still in him, and the mountain is pretty fucking heartless and ruthless. So size and manner. All right, uh, Rashawn. Let's hear from you. Um, Mellow? Well, just looking at this pick, I'm going to go with the mountain. That's a huge daddy. Stop. Don't call him a daddy. Answer with your brain, not your pussy. Okay, sorry. Um, That's a huge man. Dick. Okay, <laughs> Gimli is, he's, um. what's his, like, fantasy character? Goblin. A dwarf. The dwarf. There we go. So he's he's tiny. There's He's not going to stand a chance. Sorry, all this round goes to Gimli. What the fuck? That's just because he's your favorite. No, dwarves are a little above superhumanly strong. And Gimli, again, has experience. Gimli only fights people that are taller than him. Uh, Gregor Clegane's size is a non-issue for Gimli. Plus, Gimli knows how to throw an axe. He can throw... Did you see him in the mines? He can toss a one-shot Gregor from from range. Listen... I know we're not talking about two towers, but Gimli has to be tossed. <laughs> That's for a specific moment. He doesn't have to be tossed. He does. He would make it without yes, being tossed. But he's not Fair. jumping at the mountain. He doesn't need to. He can he could throw his axe from range and take him out one shot. This round goes to Gimli. He can't change my mind. Whatever. <laughs> Mella, yeah. he'll start on this one. Okay. Um, Landy Blooms. Legolas okay. versus Hawkeye. I don't I don't know if I have a reasoning, but I just want Landy Blooms to win. I feel like he's he's just like smarter. Like he just has it 
it's more intellectual. He's more. Um, I don't know. I just gonna you're say just him. Going with your gut. I'm going with like, my gut. Legolas. Yes. All right, Rashawn. Nigga, you know not to come over here with that fucking question. <laughs> <laughs> is is it cinematic Hawkeye? Fuck Hawkeye. Uh, it's either whichever one. You, you your choice. No, because you're gonna come over with the. I gave you the comic and you read it, so you know how smart he is. <laughs> Such a good Josh. Legolas is a prince. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Hawkeye. Okay. <laughs> Legolas. This is the most one-sided fight on this sheet. Legolas wins in about a second. That was a setup, Rashadi. He's it been was. alive for like 800 years, Rashad. They literally say elves yeah. are immortal. He's just like, I, don't I think somebody's trying to set me up. <laughs> also, one of my favorite details in the entire movie is when they're walking on the mountain to the mines and they're trudging through the snow and they're going through it and Legolas is up front on top of the snow. Perfect. Legolas would uh, one-shot every member of the Fellowship as well, by the way. Uh, Fun right. fact before you continue, Orlando Bloom booked this role like two weeks before he graduated from drama school. What? Like, how fucking wrong. cool is that? Jesus. Next up, Frodo Baggins versus Harry Potter. Aw. Ooh. Rashawn? Harry Potter win. Ooh, that's let's say one. pretty early Harry Potter. Let's say, because this is early Frodo, let's say years one through... Um, still Harry. He survived the curse as a baby, I think. And, okay, year three, he's got a little... Um, <laughs> he got a little meat on him? <laughs> he's got a little... <laughs> he's got a little serious in his corner, so I think mm. he, he's got a little wisdom. He knows some forbidden spells. Yeah, I'm going to go Harry. Uh, Lacey? Harry, hands down. Frodo has a fucking cool sword that glows and warns him. And every time he's like... That was a good impression. Thank uh, you. Mella? I'm going to have to go Harry, too. Cause he has like a whole... Yeah, he has magic behind him. That's just... Yeah, there's no way. Shocking lack of the one ring defense in in these claims he only uses it to disappear and if we're talking fellowship frodo mm. Mm -mm. harry harry can do that he has a quote yeah um money everybody point because i don't think either would win i don't think they'd fight each other i think they're too good so everybody gets a point so it's a trap yeah so this one was a, this one was a setup for sure i think that one ends in a draw who wins Nobody. Everybody. The audience. Yay. <laughs> Put a clapping a clapping uh thing right here. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. Clapping sound effects. Uh, yeah, I don't think Harry and Frodo would fight. I think they'd rather die than kill each other. Wow. Am I wrong? I mean, Frodo dies twice in this movie. Like, God damn. <laughs> we need him. This is a tag team match. Mm. Mary and Pippin versus C-3PO and R2-D3. Mary and Pippin. Reasoning? They're going to beg, borrow, and steal whatever they can, and they are scrappy little dudes. They, they are bumbling, and they are foolish, but they are scrappy. Okay. Mellow? 
this one's a little rough for me. Um, <laughs> I feel like what uh, the basic knowledge of C-3PO and R2-D2 is that they're all they're all technology from the future. Is that correct? D- um, it was actually a long time ago, so it's technically from the past. But in the movies, are they in the future? No, the movies are set in the past. Fuck. It's a long time ago in a galaxy. Far Shut far the far. fuck up, Rashawn. Don't. <laughs> That's why. Even Do you know, I know that shit. Do you know who's who, at least? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arturito is the little, the little round guy. Who? Little half dildo. Arturito. <laughs> He's a little, like, dome looking guy. And then. He's not actually saying, wee. He's saying, see. <laughs> and then uh, the other one is a silver guy. I mean, the nope. gold guy. Sorry. Hey, there you go. Gold little. Um, anyway. I don't know. I feel like. No, no, no. I'm going to have to go with Mary and Pippin because I feel like have this. I guess scrappy is a way to put it, like Lacey said, but they have like street smarts. And they would just be. They would take over the technology. Like it just wouldn't win. And I don't feel like the little robots would fight. I think they would try okay. to outsmart them and they just couldn't. Rajam? Um, the robots, because those hobbits are horrible. <laughs> They're the worst. He hates them. While they got everyone in trouble all the time. While I disagree with the assessment, I think Rashawn is correct. 3PO and R2 win this. Mel and Lacey's assessment of the fight is correct for C3PO. I think they overtake him and rip him apart. But R2 units are, are usually built and have some form of self-defense. Hmm. R2-D2 is included in that. I don't think they can take him on. I think he I think he takes him 1v2. Sure does. Oh, real quick, real quick. Mm-hmm. Arturito or Wally? Wally. In a, in a fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, who do I like more? No, in a fight. Wally. He's got those, those trash yeah. compactor claws ain't nothing to fuck with. Okay. All right, last one. The one and only Samwise Ganji versus Doug Whitmore. Go ahead and Google that if you... From 51st Dates? <laughs> that is Sean Astin's character in 51st Dates. Who would win in a fight to the death? Kind of hot in those half tees. Um, uh, I mean, I only know of Fellowship Sam... And I feel like Doug is a little roided out. So maybe Doug. Okay, we got vote for Doug. Lacey? Doug? He's Mello? got that roid range. Oh. I real, real bold assumption so far that Doug Whitmore is on gear. <laughs> he they talk Isn't about he? it in the movie. Yes. About it? I thought yeah. that was like a bit that he's not. Like I thought it was like, haha, you're taking they're making fun of him because he's not big enough to be what do I know? He's on them. Yeah. Oh, great. I think he's pretty on bring it to the pod yes, gladly please Mello? um i'm actually gonna go for sam wise reasoning i think doug <laughs> in a fight with anyone would talk a lot of shit and then as soon as someone threw a punch he'd be like oh shit and like he would duck and like he just <laughs> even though he was talking shit and he has like the body strength to fight i don't think he actually knows how and i think if sam was provoked he would be able to fight even though he's a softie. That is a very compelling argument. I will say this. If it was post-fellowship Sam, I think uh, I would actually change my answer and go with Samwise. However, 
This is only fellowship, Sam. And for that reason, Doug Whitmore wins. So, for four points each, Mel and Rashawn tie for second, and Lacey takes it home. Ooh, ooh, ooh. This round of verses. Congrats. Are you telling him to wrap it up after I win? No, that was me like, fuck yeah. Oh, I thought you were going, Come, okay, wrap it up. We're been on here for an hour and 40. <laughs> Guys, what do you think of me? <laughs> Lazy's very defensive tonight. I am. I'm tired. I'm sorry. We are wrapping up though. Now I don't. Now I don't want to say. Olive branch and said I was gonna watch these fucking six more hours of this shit. I don't want to say wrapping things up now because I don't want Lacey to feel like I'm wrapping because Rashawn told packaging things up. How about that? Perfect. Rolls um, right off. Please the stick to the script that I wrote. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> wrapping things up. It seems that we've come to the conclusion. That Lord of the Rings is a fucking long movie. That the performances are killer across the board. And that no one can deliver heightened dialogue quite like Sir Ian McKellen can. Not a one. All right. We end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation. Connecting this week's episode to next week's episode. So, who can find the fastest connection between one of the stars of this week's episode, Sean Astin, with someone from next week's episode... Vin Diesel. What? Joshua Allen. And no Marvel movies are shot. Oh, boy, does. Okay, I have it. Okay. So Sean Austin was in 50 First Dates with Adam Sandler, who was in Uncut Gems with Lakeith Stanfield, who was in Get Out with Daniel Kaluuya, who was in Widows with Michelle Wo- with Michelle Rodriguez, who was in the Fast and the Furious franchise with Vin Diesel. Nice, Mella. With Adam Sandler, too. We love to see it. Nice. All right, y'all, that's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment, like, subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at CinephileAttack. Add us, come with that heat. Let's hear your opinions. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode, or you just want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Josh. Mella. Lacey. And Rashawn. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next year when we do Two Towers. <laughs> but please, like, listen until then to our other This episodes. is now a yearly podcast only. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.